Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello again, once again, everybody. This is Lynn. I am your host for every person everywhere, stuff that you can relate to. So we last talked about the picturesque countryside that was Switzerland and all of the culture and history pertaining there too. There's a lot to take in for this very small landlocked country, but there's even more history to take in with Germany. So we took the four-ish hour drive through the countryside, through Bavaria and into the Black Forest. And we resided in a small little village called Kirschzarte, which is the Black Forest Village probably about a 20 minute drive from Freiburg, which was the biggest city nearby. Now, obviously it's a very Americanized pronunciation. I think in German, you'd probably say Freiburg or something like that. So, um, very Americanized, very, um, no glutz, no glory done for that. So we had arrived probably sometime in the late afternoon The weather had improved to about 68 to 71 degrees, but it was still very chilly, um, despite it being summer. Come to find out that the little forest village that we stayed in was at least a mile above sea level, so it is going to naturally be colder with thinner air for that reason alone. I vividly remember going through the small little town, seeing all of the wooden boots and wooden gnomes and little wooden architectures sitting in the windows of all the shops and homes. I vividly remember seeing the mail pails and the, uh, the milk buckets sitting outside of people's front doorsteps. Honestly, if you look through any old Pennsylvania Dutch book, that's what it looked and felt like. If you look at Keebler and their cookies and you look at the elves and their little village, that's almost exactly what it felt like. It was surreal. But... I felt it in my bones. It felt like I was uniquely home. You see, I didn't feel like I was in Germany. I felt when I woke up that morning, the first morning that I woke up there, like I was back home, even though I was miles upon miles away from what I knew to be home. And from what I've heard from others that have traveled to their genetic ancestral lands, A similar feeling sweeps over them as well when this happens. In years gone by, I've been able to track my ancestry back to that exact region of Germany. So it's no surprise to me as to why everything felt very cozy and home-like when I was there. Of course, where we stayed, though, was anywhere but. So half the group stayed on a very nice, big, ritzy hotel with a pool We went to hang out there together one day as they had traded with us and visited where we had stayed. And we stayed at a discount, basically bed and breakfast hostel, but it was attached directly to and affiliated directly with a coven. That's right, nuns. So in every room there was holy water, there was a Bible in English and a Bible in German. We saw the nuns going to and fro their daily lives. Now, of course, we were there, so we couldn't do anything rowdy. Quiet time was about an hour and a half earlier than we expected. And we had to behave ourselves like good little Catholic schoolboys and schoolgirls again. 
which easier said than done for some of us, including myself. <laughs> but as the sun began to fall upon the land, a couple of my friends that I had made on this trip had pulled out sleeves of cookies and snacks and pretzels and little trinkets that they had acquired in various shops along the way. You see, there was two bus two buses full of us, two tour buses, so either one of us buses would have stopped at different locations. Every now and then we stopped for gas at the same place, but as long as we got to where we needed to be within a certain amount of time of one another, it didn't really matter all that much. And there were frisbees, and there were footballs, and there were lots of games for us to play. I remember specifically there was this one little trinket that was a ball that you could flatten into a frisbee. And so me and my mates had stayed out in the fields outside the convent playing that pretty much all night and all day long when we didn't have anything else to do or see. Right next to us though, if you looked over the ledge of the convent where it would have ended I suppose, there was a field full of cows wearing their massive trinkeld just like in Switzerland. There were goats. There were sheep. Did I mention there were cows? Yeah, one of my friends decided it would be a great idea to hop the fence in the cow pasture, run past all the cows, and run to the path on the other side below. Now, the path directly connected the convent to the small village we had just driven through by foot. It wasn't exactly an easy way up. Um, much more practical to drive, but when you're in a small village in the Black Forest, you don't really have too many options if you're a nun. So it took him a very long time to get back up, and he tore his boxers and pants on the wire fence he had to jump on either side of the pasture. He almost got rammed by at least three steer that were not very happy to see him in their space. That was the laughing stock of the day. We then walked through the trails that wound around the convent and walked down that trail where he would have been to meet up with him. Lots and lots of paths through this forest, and if we had more time, we easily could have spent about two hours getting lost in the middle of the woods in the Black Forest. Of course, only returned to our snacks and one of my friends having an allergic peanut reaction because he didn't know how to read the label, and he decided to buy something distinctly German. What's funny to me, though, is that German was his chosen language to learn in high school because in America, you are required now to learn at least one foreign language. German was his. It really baffles me why he didn't understand his own allergen profile in his foreign language whilst being in said foreign country, but I digress. He survived. He had an EpiPen. We elevated his legs. We actually didn't need the EpiPen. We just elevated his legs, gave him cool water, and let him relax. And so the next day, we would go perform our first small, small town venue. Like, we thought it was interesting and funny and homely and ironic almost being in a small village in Italy. While most of us were of German, Pennsylvania, Dutch, white ancestry in this group, I'd actually rationalized that at least 80% of us were. So once again, for us, it felt distinctly like we were at home. We were in this small village. And it's not too often that in a small village you see outsiders in general. And even though we showed up as a group at least every couple of years, they still had no idea what to expect. We just kind of showed up and we did a culture exchange with um, a local high school there, which I'll get into in the next episode. 
with uh, going to one of their gymnasiums and looking at their graffiti in their bathrooms and looking at how they run their school. And did I mention that everywhere in Europe loves their smorgasbord buffets, especially when you're trying to impress your foreign friends? Yeah. So we got done that performance in that small town square, very homely, walked around, bought lots of stuff. And because they're not used to seeing foreigners, they cut everything off the menu by half price. And by that I mean it was buy one, half off, get the second one free. So I remember I might have gotten a bratwurst, a Wiener schnitzel, and a can of Coca-Cola or whatever their alternative was. I think it might have been Spezi actually, which is a mixture between Coke and orange soda. And I think that might have cost me two euros and 50 cents, maybe, maximum. And that was our reward. Oh, and a basket full of fries and, of course, a bunch of chili sauce and caramelized onions for the bratwurst, um, which was my repeat offender luncheon when I was there in Europe, uh, in Germany specifically, I remember. And they were just so happy to see us. So happy, in fact, that our program actually appeared on Der Zeitung, which was their local newspaper. Remember how I mentioned that earlier? Yeah. I was the last to receive a copy until I demanded I get a copy as I got off the bus back in America, at which point in time one of the band directors actually produced his copy and gave it to me, which I still have kicking around to this day. Me and 17 others banging on buckets merrily in the square of the Black Forest Village in the Black Forest, Germany. So, this was my first very, very warm welcome to Germany. My very first meaning of Germany. We had many traditional German sweets and treats. We had Berentaten and Spätzle, and we had Bratwurst and Schnitzel, and lots and lots of noodles and potatoes. More than you could ever hope to imagine to count. Later that day, after our performance, we went to an Arbitrelicht Museum, um, I believe I pronounced that correctly, which loosely translates to a hands-on learning experience open-air museum. Now, what was funny about this is they had lots of things that were hands-on, including plants. So one of my very naughty classmates on this trip decided to pick some of the cannabis sativa plant for himself and proceed to eat it. Apparently, he reports having a little buzz later. I was more interested in seeing him eat the salvia, personally. But still, very interesting time. We then walked around and saw how they did traditional windmilling and oat milling and producing flour and producing potatoes and farming at this very royal museum. It was here that we got to try local specialties such as Black Forest Cherry Cake for the first time, of which I remember being one of maybe five out of the 70 of us that actually enjoyed it, insofar that I ended up eating everybody else's cake. Did I mention this cake was made with liquor? So I had a nice little buzz rolling by the end of it, just because of eating probably my ounce in body weight of cake. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. The most fun part of this first day... Well, first day after spending overnight in the nunnery, obviously, was not just hanging out with the cows and the nuns and eating at all of the smorgasbords and meeting the townspeople, but we got on this teacup ride, and it was a stationary teacup that you could control the speed of by spinning it with your arms. It worked off of kinetic motion, and it was their play of physics and teaching it to kids. This ride was meant for kids. There were four 17-year-olds 
in this cup, spinning it round and round, and we leaned back to make it go faster. We must have had that little teapot spinning on the ground at about 55 miles an hour. At least that's what it felt like. So needless to say, all four of us were dizzy, and one of them was very nauseous, and the other one that was very nauseous ended up throwing up everywhere as soon as he got off of the ride. Mistakes were made that day. But all in all, we had a good first day. We got to learn a bit about German history as it pertains to their life in the countryside. And we would further explore the town of Freiburg and the Black Forest both in the following day. But until then, I add my nurturing silence. <laughs>